0: Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Talking Along podcast. My guest today is someone who is really one of my favorite podcasters that I've listened to over the last year or so. So it's an absolute honor and a privilege to have him on the show. It is Nick Bradley of the Scale Up Your Business podcast. And if you haven't checked out Nick's podcast, it is an absolute must listen Not just if you're in the entrepreneurship game, but just kind of scaling up your life. He talks about some great ways to just change your mindset and have a more productive and better mindset throughout your life. So hope you enjoy this week's episode with Nick Bradley. Welcome to the Talking Llama podcast, the podcast for podcasters. Thanks for stopping by as we discuss all things podcasting, like gear and creative processes, even marketing and promoting your brand. If you're looking to grow, monetize, or even just start your podcast, you're in the right place. The Talking Llama podcast is here to help you tell your story to the world with confidence. Here's your host, Ian Roth. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Talking Llama podcast. Have someone whose podcast I am an absolute huge fan of. I've been listening to it for, shoot, almost a year now and he's absolutely crushing it with his businesses podcast. It's Nick Bradley of the scale up your business podcast. And on his podcast, he's talking about how to grow your business, developing the right mindset for business and just really creating freedom, building wealth and having fun with it. Nick, how are you doing? Hey, Ian, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Thanks for having me. Yes, you've been like one of the people I've, I've been listening to for so long and just wanted to get on my show. So it's an honor and a privilege to have you on the show. This morning, my time, understand you're on the other side of the world, so probably evening for you. Uh, it's
1: actually, what are we now? One o'clock in the afternoon. So as I said, I've just done a run. I'm going to have some lunch
0: after this. So it's quite a nice
1: time of the day for this, mate.
0: <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah, it works well for both of us. I'm an early morning riser anyway. So great time. Glad we were able to make it happen. So, so Nick, uh, kind of, I said what your podcast is about. Is there anything I missed? about what your podcast is and what's your mission? Why did you start the podcast?
1: Yeah, let me get into it. Um, So first and foremost, as I said, you know, very grateful to be on your show. So thanks for that. I said, I like to, I like to help where I can. So the more that I can kind of get on and and talk to people and and, you know be involved in other people's podcasts is always a a real gift for that. So I'm, I'm very, very grateful for that. But to kind of go into it, my podcast is Scale Up Your Business. I um, I launched it really off the back of a number of things, which I'll get into, because I think it's quite an interesting story, which will help people who are thinking about podcasts and that. But the thing that's probably been the differentiator is if you look at it, it's called Scale Up Your Business. You think you're going to learn about marketing and finance and operations, all the things that are important in business. And I cover that. But the thread that goes through it is, is the mindset and the belief system that you need to have to be successful. And I think I don't, you know, go on about that. Certainly, if people look at it, they first come in, they kind of discover that when they listen, and you probably had that experience in. But I just believe 70 to 80% of all success in most things in life, most goals, particularly in business, is how you think about it and how you show up. So that's been the core differentiator, I think, between my business podcast versus all the other ones that are out
0: there. Awesome. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I mean, as a leader, I've been in so many leadership positions. I like, I totally, totally agree. And I'm so glad you said that Like 70 to 80% about, of success. In many things in life, is how you think about it and how you you know get those ideas in your brain and and make actions on them. So awesome, awesome point, Nick.
1: Yeah. So I'll go into your second part now. Is why did I do it? So so my story is is one of I had a pretty full on sort of business corporate career. I had some pretty senior uh, management positions in large kind of global corporates for years, and then I started working with private equity firms after that. And I was I was the guy that they sent in to usually fix up businesses. Businesses that you know that invested in so so private equity. The way it works is they normally buy businesses for a certain valuation, and they try and grow and scale them so that they can sell them at a much bigger um, price, if you like, much bigger valuation than what they paid. And that's the whole the whole model. So I would go into these businesses, and I would be um, probably the best way to say is I would have to make all the tough decisions. <laughs> so that might be second people. It might be cutting things back. You know, it wasn't a very glamorous job, um, but it took a certain amount of toughness, um, grit and resilience. And anyway, you know, it's a longer story, but what happened is I had a bit of a an epiphany, a bit of a breakdown, whatever you want to call it, where I realized that this wasn't really for me. There, was not, there wasn't a lot of fulfillment in it. It was quite hard work and just a bit soul destroying. And so I woke up, well, one night I went to bed and I literally cracked all the, the teeth on the, on the back of my right side of my jaw. Ouch. Yeah, it wasn't fun. I woke up with this hugely sore. It looked like I'd been punched in the face, right? you imagine that? And what had happened is I had so much stress. I was going through a particular thing and I went to, went to sleep and I literally sort of grinded my teeth to the point where I'd cracked you know, chunks out of them. So I ended up going to the doctor first, then the dentist, and they said, listen, this is all stress-related. And, and I kind of thought, you know what, I've got to change things. So I went away to um, a Tony Robbins event uh, for four days. It's called Unleash the Power Within. And I kind of just connected with some stuff that I probably hadn't thought about for a long time. And I realized, you know what, the stuff I'm doing now isn't my purpose. It's partly my purpose, but it's not my main purpose. I wasn't helping enough people. I was so focused on myself that I wasn't focusing on making any wider contribution. So I came back from that and I thought, you know what, I need to, I need to help more people. How can I do it? And, and the podcast just came into my head and I started it basically really quickly after that, because I thought, you know what, if I can help people, um, it's going to give me some more balance in my life. And I have a big belief in, which is if you help people get what they want in life, you'll have everything you need and want in life. Um, and that's what I did. And then obviously since then, it's been a roller coaster. (laughs) as these things can be, but it's been one of the best decisions I've ever made.
0: That, that is so cool. That's such a great story. And you bring up the grinding of teeth. I've been told for years by the dentist, I need to like wear a mouthpiece or something because I grind my teeth. So I'm hoping not to get to your level of teeth grinding, Nick. That sounds painful.
1: It was, and it was a build up over a number of years, mate. It wasn't just a, a quick thing. So trust me, if it's not, if it's not really bad yet, you've got plenty of time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good, 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 good. So, so with your podcast and I mean, your your content is phenomenal it's a, it's a huge inspiration to me as i'm trying to build uh, the talking lama brand here but it's kind of when you started what were some did you have any mental reservations any fears about starting or did that sequence of events get you to a point where you just knew it was time to start and execute your podcast
1: yeah it's, it's a great question because there's two parts to it the first part was i made the decision quickly so i made the decision very quickly after going away and sort of doing a bit of self exploration about what I wanted to spend my life doing, so a lot about mission and purpose. But then I procrastinated for a while. So the first thing I did is I went and got a mentor. So I thought, how do I do this? I need to get some. I need to go to someone who's got a, a successful podcast and learn from them. So I did that, and then I knew exactly what to do. I, I spent a bit of time crafting what I wanted the podcast to be, um, and then I didn't do anything for about three months. so yeah so i i I, you could argue i put the work in to know what i was gonna do but those first six episodes so for all the listeners i actually recorded the six episodes and i launched with six which is something i recommend you do try and launch with a few because some people like to sort of netflix binge right when they when they discover a podcast so you always launch with a minimum of six and um the other thing that was really really funny about it was the first episode was the last of the six so if you go back and listen, I think episode three or maybe four, one of them anyway, was like the first one and, and oh, it's cringeworthy. It's like, because cause you must know what it's like, if you do, if you're not interviewing someone, you've got to talk by yourself into a microphone for like 20, 30 minutes Right. It's taken a bit of time. It probably took me a good couple of months to get really comfortable doing that. And now obviously it feels like second nature.
0: I think I, so I started my podcast with no guests. So I started the talking to myself very, very early on in the process. And I don't know, I kind of, I found if you're able to master that because it's very difficult, you're able to interview people more easily. What do you think?
1: I agree. And you know, what's funny when I get feedback now, so I'm what 80 odd episodes in, Um, you know, everyone comes back and say they like the ones when it's just me talking to the, um, to the mic. So I'm balanced now. I try and make sure I do, I do a lot of interviews of course, but I I like to balance it um, with the ones that are just me just because obviously people kind of can associate or connect with that a bit better.
0: Yeah. And I'm just looking through, I have your Apple podcast page up and you're doing weekly releases and maybe Every third episode or so is just kind of a solo episode you're doing. Does that sound about right?
1: Yeah, it's about right. And I'm, I'm also just, I've just started now putting out two episodes a week. So I'm going to be doing eight per month. And what I've done is I'm, I'm going to do the, the Monday episode is called 15 minutes to action because a lot of people have wanted practical tips and that's predominantly going to be me, you know, cause 15 minutes isn't very long. Sometimes I'll have someone on for short periods and then the longer ones are on Thursday with the interviews, but I'm going to be doing probably a ratio of
0: around probably half to half is probably right. Okay. Have you found any different kind of success or metrics between your shorter episodes and your longer episodes? Like, do, are people more apt to listen to the shorter ones? Most people like the longer ones. No kidding.
1: Yeah, and, and I haven't worked this out yet, and I've been trying to play around. So I've been listening to um, Joe Rogan and Rich Roll and some of those guys, and I quite like the way they do their stuff. Um, two, obviously, very successful podcasts, and a lot of their episodes are like two hours. Um, so I'm trying to work out the balance, but on average, my best podcasts
0: are usually over 45 minutes. Okay, that, that, that's fascinating because granted, our content's a little different, but I find or I found a little bit more success in my shorter episodes. And personally, I've tended to listen to shorter episodes as I have a shorter commute to work than normal. And you know, it's just different dynamics for listeners who are thinking of starting a podcast to think about.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, the one thing I had, um, I had John Lee Dumas on my podcast last week. Now, for those who don't know who he is, he's probably uh, certainly up there with one of the most prolific podcasters around, 2,000 episodes. Definitely. A million, a million listeners downloaded you know, every episode. And he said to me, because the funny thing about these interviews, right, Ian, is you have the conversations outside of the interview. <laughs> so, so that's quite yeah. fun. And I said to him, I said, mate, how have you done this? And it's it 12 years and he's made 17 million off his podcast. I mean, it's just crazy numbers. And he's very transparent. So if you ever go and see his website, you can see all of his income. He's kind of big on that. And he, and he said to me, he said, listen, what I did, he said, I did for literally almost two years straight an episode a day. I went, wow. wow. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. And he goes, yeah, I did not miss. And he said, you know, um, for him, it was about discipline. It was about focus. And it was about being ultra productive. Um, ex-military guy too, right? So really disciplined, really kind of whatever. And uh, yeah, that's what he did. And then he just, the audience wasn't this kind of moonshot. It grew um, steadily over time. In the beginning, it wasn't great, but he was consistent. And that's one of the big things.
0: What are some things that you've done to grow your audience and market yourself and your podcast, Nick?
1: Yeah, so one of the best things to do, I mean, if you think about what is a podcast, right? It's, it's an ability for someone to get to know you. And I—and I think, I think trust, authenticity, and rapport is is such a massive thing in life it's particularly in business but in life as well and so so you want people to to get to know you so so one of the things i do is i do stuff like this i like to go on other people's podcasts um, it allows me to kind of you know if people connect with me that's great if they don't that's fine but the point is at least i can get my message out more broadly through those sort of channels um, so i've done that um, i haven't done any specific sort of seo type stuff um, some people think that works things think that works but i tend to use social media marketing. So I'm always promoting um, the various episodes effectively across Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, um, obviously for business and Instagram. I don't tend to use Twitter very much or um, TikTok. Um, I found that I, I also launched um, a community called the Scale Up Your Business Community on Facebook. And that's got, I think, over 1,000 people in it now, and it's growing by the day. In fact, we only launched a few weeks back, and that's been massive because it has a compound effect. So everyone then has awareness of your podcast, but they're also, you know, we're adding value there. They're all communicating with each other and adding value. Um, And then the last thing I've done, I've got, I have got VAs. We can talk about how I've set all that up. Um, And I have them post in groups around entrepreneurship, business leadership, all the things that are within my niche so that they are seeding um, the episodes as well. So I I use the podcast episodes as almost tools to help people or to build engagement. And even on LinkedIn if I'm doing direct messages to people so I do that sometimes to build my consultancy business I'll use a specific podcast episode after I've understood what their biggest challenge is in with their business right now
0: okay so you'll you'll speak with them and kind of find out where they're stuck and then yep. more than likely you have an episode where you talked about that already and say hey you know check out episode X where I, I talk about that that's
1: right so so the way I look at it is um, i I don't directly monetize my podcast in the ways that a lot of people do so I don't I don't take on advertising i may in the future i have offers but i i choose not to because i i have what i call trickle down revenue um so everything my my free contribution is the podcast so i put a lot of effort into into the episodes as you know and then i i have consultancy i have education products uh, i have other other services if you like which come under different businesses that i have under my brand which which means that people find me through the podcast but then if they want to work with me in a commercial way, then it's usually through one of those other businesses.
0: That's great. So I, I like what you said there using the podcast as your free kind of contribution to everybody. I know I found many things that are fascinating and helpful from it. So personally, I thank you for that. And yeah, it's a great way. I mean, if you're thinking of building a business sometime down the road, start a podcast, get, have people get to know you so you can start building that, that trust, that rapport that you just talked about. So awesome point, Nick.
1: Yeah, i mean I, I always say to people you know you have to have a platform um, which is either audio visual or both so you know whether it's a podcast or whether it's a youtube channel at the end of the day the same skill set is applicable right you need to be able to communicate you need to be able to to be able to sort of be authentic all those things you can't I don't think you can fake that right and and a lot of people go out there they 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 may want to do a podcast but they they haven't really thought it through and it's popular right now isn't it you know but you've got to you've got to have a strong mission behind what you're doing and that also gives you the juice to be able to do it on a consistent basis
0: definitely need to have a mission and a strong why kind of yep. guiding light you're striving towards because it can be overwhelming and then when it gets overwhelming we tend to stop and like the biggest thing to be successful with podcasting is consistency and discipline so yeah absolutely and it looks like you have a very strong and intentional mission with yours.
1: Yeah. I mean, I often say from, a you know, I say, what 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 do I exist to do? There's two different parts to this, but I'll share it with the audience. So on the podcast, it's it's helping businesses that are already good become great. So as much as my background beforehand was turnarounds, businesses that were broken that needed to be fixed, I come from the principle that all businesses are good. You know, there's, there's certainly the ones I work with, which tend to be post startup. They're in the scale up. So they've already got a a product market fit, and they're already performing, but they may not be where they could be. So that's what I say, the good to great is my kind of thing. And on a personal level, my 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 own mission is about, you know, becoming the best version of myself, I have high standards for what I'm trying to do, I'm always trying to grow, I'm always trying to learn. And I like to help educate and inspire other people to to do the same with themselves. So that's where, you know, I've got the business thread. But I've also got this piece that, you know, a lot of the time, it's, it's, it's a one-on-one conversation. So I'm trying to help that person, that business owner, that business leader, that entrepreneur, whatever whatever you call yourself, I'm trying to help them connect with with what they can achieve. And that's why I focus a lot on vision. I focus on why, as you know. I focus on goals. I focus on values. Because these are the fundamentals that if you haven't got those in place, it's very unlikely that you're going to sustain what you need to sustain to be able to get the business where it can be.
0: Definitely. And I, I want to circle back to something you briefly mentioned, and we talked before the show about kind of bringing it up. So virtual assistants or VAs, sounds like you're utilizing them. Kind of how did you find them? At what point did you realize you needed some additional help? And if you could walk us through that process.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it would be um, ironic if I couldn't scale up my own business. <laughs> so, yes, it would. <laughs> so um, I, I, I believe in turning things into machines. Right, so I like precision, and I like I like things to be predictable as, as best they can be, right? And and I like processes and systems. So I have a team of VAs, and I I, I think like most people you may we've spoken about this on your show. I, I use the Philippines for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I use the Philippines because the graft of the English language grammar in, in many cases is better than a lot of sort of Western societies. Sure. Um, and I, I did have some mistakes, so I did some sourcing direct. I used a couple of different companies initially. Uh, there's a lot of people who play around with trying to source VAs, but I found one company which had a very rigorous testing process, um, really full on, like everything. And, you know, and they went, once I found them, uh, I've built a whole team of VAs where I, I use that, that group to be able to find them for me. And then eventually what I'll do though, is I'll probably build it out myself because my, my main VA Christian uh, he's awesome. He used to sort of head up um, customer service for Thomson Reuters in in, in the Philippines. And I, I use him then to find good people on the grounds. Um, and he we just put him into like a WeWork over there. Well, we did before the COVID-19. And, um, and the idea was that he could then find other VAs. But what I do with them is they do all my social media, um, even down to the design of um, podcast episodes when we promote them. Uh, Christian also manages all of my guests, guesting, if you like, as well as guest appearances. So <laughs> we have a process that people do and they fill things out and all that sort of stuff. Um, we have a media pack about me that goes out, all those sort of things. So he he does all that. Um, and then the other piece is any of my sort of let's call it social selling whereby uh, we're sending out messages via LinkedIn, trying to build the consultancy businesses. He also manages those conversations. Um, it's hugely efficient and, and highly effective, but hugely efficient so that you can, if you're starting out and you haven't got a lot of money, um, you know, literally for a few hundred quid, um, or dollars, you know, you can get this thing set up, um, and it's not a high cost for the value you get back.
0: Okay. That's great. So at what, where were you at what point in this process were you realized, you know, I wanted to start. Getting some of this stuff off of my plate and onto other people, or was that your intention right away?
1: No, it was. It was probably it was in the first three months, but it wasn't right away because I didn't know okay. was going to be successful, right? So, so there was a period of time where I started to get momentum when I, when I had people contacting me all the time wanting to be on the show. Then I realized this is not I I can't do this anymore. Um, I need I need a system. So that's when I started to you know move into the VA world.
0: Okay, so I would you said the first three months I would say that's. Relatively soon in the process. I mean, I'm nowhere. I've been doing this for almost a year, and I'm not even close to there. So that's great. That means things are you're doing the right things. You're being successful. That's awesome.
1: Well, the other thing I'd say it also did help the growth. So there was a piece where I had some success early on, but but I realized I I I wanted to increase that. So the thing I said before about how do you market it? How do you go and seed in in groups on Facebook around entrepreneurship or in your case podcasting or whatever it is? You know, you've got to it. It can take a lot of your personal time to do that. So if you want to scale quickly, you're better off focusing on the stuff that you you can do and should do, which is probably producing content, Ian. And then you don't yeah. the amplification of content, how the content is then sent out over the various channels. I tend to have a principle that I use others to do that.
0: Okay. That that's awesome. And and you mentioned finding and, and the guesting that your VAs do. What kind of screening criteria have you put in place for having guests come on your show? What are some of the things you look for? I'm sure you don't just take everybody and anybody. Uh,
1: no, I don't. And it's funny because I, I'm very conscious to never do an infomercial. You know, I have <laughs> someone who's just going to sell their stuff. You'd be surprised the number of pictures where people are just so focused on them. Right. Um, so don't do that. Um, And I'm very, I'm usually very blunt about that as well. Um, just by, then, then people offer to pay me to do it and then the whole thing falls down. So that's not going to happen um so that's that's the first thing the other thing is i make sure that i have a really good mix of of different types of both personalities and skill sets particularly on the interviews so i'll talk about the interview separately to my other one so so you know a lot of the time i get lots of coaches wanting to go on and i've done a few coaches um because some of them are pretty good in their niches but i don't want the whole thing just to be about coaches selling their coaching um i had um, a guy called neil patel on recently who's a pretty prolific marketeer, one of the best marketeers in the world. And I called that episode a masterclass on marketing because he's just so well-known. Um, John Lee Dumas was 15 minutes to action. So that was like a shorter episode where I just wanted to get the principles of how he'd been successful. So I get those those things. But I, I have a a core a core tenant, if you like, Ian, which is I like to have conversations with fun and interesting people. So unless then it <laughs> has to be fun and interesting and add some value. And if they sure. those boxes, then they're in. If there's any concerns around any of those areas, then they're usually on a waiting list or a, or a no list.
0: Okay, all right. That that makes sense. Fun and interesting people. That's, yeah, that is who I try to tend to get on my show. And you know, it's funny when I started out, I was just thankful to get literally anybody on my show. So on a lot of my earlier episodes, it's the people kind of selling their stuff and talking about themselves. And then I've transitioned into being more focused on providing value for the audience. So yeah, if you're out there starting a podcast, people will want to be on your show and more than likely will want to just talk about themselves at first. So it's very important to be intentional with the guests that you invite on your show, just for the reasons you said, Nick.
1: Yeah. And, I, and I, again, this is, this is my, my thought. It's not for everyone who's, who's got a podcast, or who's considering a podcast, but I do think doing a, a certain number of, of shows up front that is just you, even if you do intend to be an interview-based podcast. Uh, I think that's quite important because I find that that gives people the time to get to know you. It it does two things. It it has time for your audience to start to know who you are, which is important. You're not just an interviewer. You have a story. And the second thing is it allows um, people to kind of find out or find who you are. And that's when I found the guests. Because I did literally the first, God, it must have been the first almost three months was just me. I don't think I had an interview for ages. But it was a long time before I brought that whole dynamic into the um, into the show.
0: Yeah. Well, Nick, that that wraps up most of the questions I wanted to ask you again. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Do you have any any parting words, words of encouragement for those out there who are kind of on the cusp of whether or not they are going to start and launch their podcast? Yeah, I mean, let me just finish with saying
1: it's and and I mean this with absolute sincerity, it's probably in the top five decisions I've ever made in my life up there with, you know, choosing my wife and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> she's not listening. We're okay. No.
0: Good, good, uh good form there. Sorry.
1: Yeah. yeah, It's okay. I had to make sure that was all right. No. And the reason is, and the reason is, I think, I think everyone has a message. You know, it's like some people say everyone's got a book in them. I think that's true. I think everyone does, right? But not everyone wants to write. So if you've got a message, if you've got something that you can add to the world that's going to help people, you know, it doesn't have to be a big thing, right? And you feel that it's going to help them, but it's also going to help you in terms of getting that message out there because it can feel quite cathartic doing this stuff, then it's kind of your right to do it. So any any limiting beliefs or any of the stuff that you've got in your head, you think, oh, I can't do it, I'm not good enough. My advice to everyone is just start. Just start, get out there. And once you start, you know, create habits, build momentum, and, uh, and you'll get the value from doing it. And uh, I wish everyone the best of luck because, as I said, it's been a great journey for me.
0: Awesome, Nick. Thank you so much for being on the show. Where can listeners go to find you and your podcast and check you out if you want to learn if they want to learn more about you?
1: Yeah, sure. So um obviously go to um it's an Apple Podcast, isn't it? It used to be iTunes. Um you can find me on all the, all the platforms, Spotify, whatever else. Scale up your business, Nick Bradley. So you know, go there. I always appreciate it when people kind of download and subscribe and all that sort of stuff. So that'd be awesome. I've got the scale up your business community on Facebook. So if you have a business and you think, you know what, you need some tips and some help and a bit of accountability, then please go and join that. Obviously it's a free Facebook group. And then if people want to kind of know more about me, it's um, nickcbradley.com. That's nickcbradley.com. That's my website and they can find out a bit more about what makes me tick and all that sort of stuff.
0: Outstanding, Nick. Well, listeners, be sure to do that. I will have those links in the show notes. And again, Nick, it's been an honor and a privilege having you on the show. Thank you so much for giving me some of your time today.
1: No, Ian, awesome, mate. Thank you for having me and uh, always happy to help where I can. So thank you.
0: Hey there, my llama friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Talking Llama podcast. If you want to learn more about Talking Llama media, please head to our website at talkinglama.com. If you find value in this show, please subscribe so that you stay up to date with all new episodes. And if this content really speaks to you, share it with a friend or consider leaving a review. Doing this not only spreads the Talking Llama message, but who knows, could possibly help someone take their first step in starting their own podcast. If you really want to take your support for Talking Llama Media to the next level, I would be extremely grateful if you joined the Talking Llama Herd and became a patron. We have three levels of Patreon tiers, all of which give you access to unique, additional Talking Llama content. Thank you so much for your support. Stay confident, stay creative and most importantly, speak your legacy. See you next time.